Fat Force Radio. Fat Force Radio is rated M for mature. Or should that be immature? Hey guys, Dustin Wynn. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. This is Paul Dini. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. You're listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Tom King. I write Batman Bitch. And this is Bat Force Radio. of a winter's morn, the clean, cool chill of the holiday air, and an asshole in his bathrobe emptying a chemical toilet into my sewer. Shitter was full! All right, welcome to Bat Force Radio, the Batman slash DC podcast with no limits, bringing you the annual Bat Force Radio Christmas special, the last one of the decade before we enter 2020. And uh, we got a mega episode packed for you tonight with a mega panel as well. Um, the Bat Force Times New York. Going down the list, I got um, teasers over in Jersey. Believe I got the Dope Night over in upstate New York. Doping it up. I got the Grumpler over in Queens, New York. Booker, Booker. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> I got a Bat Force Tom over in California. Big shout out to Subway, the official sponsor of Bat Force Radio. <laughs> 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 nice. I got Robin Cross up in Canada. Hey. Man, we have a mega stacked, um, mega stacked Christmas episode for you tonight. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah to Grandpa Batman, wherever you are. Um, we got so much to talk about and, uh, happy holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs> uh, we, um, so, so we have, we, you know, the stacks coming back. We know we have a, a large amount of loyal stack listeners who love our reviews of the latest comic books coming out, especially the Batman books. It's been a little hectic this season, but we are going to do a recap of all the major Batman books, um, that have come out because there's so fucking many that, we're going to just uh, chip away as much as we can with, with this uh, big list of comic books that have hit. Um, but before that, we're going to a little Christmas talk. How's everyone's holiday season going so far? Sick Any- crickets. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, it's cold, bro. It's cold. Nothing even. I hear, the, I hear the glasses clinking already. <laughs> yeah. I have... I got mine. I have... Um, Salted, ca- salted caramel oh, oh, hot chocolate oh, oh. with whiskey right here. Ooh, <laughs> shitter's full. Uh, <laughs> so, um, well, you know, every year I'd like to do a little recommendation. If anyone hasn't seen it, Klaus on Netflix is a highly recommended animated Christmas movie. Fan fucking tastic. Have not seen a good animated film like this in a long time. It's a very clever way of touching on the uh, origin story of Santa Claus. And um, it's just a fan. Everyone has Netflix, so if you're with your family, definitely watch Klaus on Netflix. I believe they pronounce it Klaus. Obviously, means Santa Claus, but 
Um, beautiful animation, great story. I uh, I loved every second of it. So it's a Netflix original. Yes, Netflix original. Is um, it uh, is it based on the uh, Grant Morrison Klaus comic? I was gonna say. That's a <laughs> great... <laughs> I I did not read it, so I don't I don't know. But um, it it is it is in the same vein. If it's not, that's for sure. And it's just fantastic. Shout out to Netflix because uh, they knocked it out of the park last year too with that Kurt Russell. Uh, Christmas oh, I love that one. Oh, that, that was, was so great good. One, yeah, that was a nice surprise. But like, guys, I'm telling you, I um I think any and everyone can enjoy this movie. It was really well done, and it's so it's such it's such a breath of fresh air from the typical commercialized cheesy humor animated films we get today from a lot of places this was a really well done film great story great animation and it's kind of cool to think about how the origin of santa claus came to be um so highly recommended like i know everyone has netflix so. uh, on the topic of uh christmas netflix stuff uh if anybody hasn't watched uh the movies that made us uh, uh, it's it's like the toys that made us, but so they go good. in deep on yeah. the making of uh, of movies. So two of them that they cover in the first season are Die Hard and Home Alone. Christmas Home movies, Alone. Oh, yeah. nice, nice. Um, those are great. I I finally watched um, the toys that made us, the TMNT and the Transformers. Oh yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, that, wow, talk about yeah, that TMNT one is so good. Educational. I didn't know Denny O'Neill, legendary Batman writer, Denny O'Neill actually named optimus prime that is insane wow. it's so cool to know um it's kind of funny because uh japan they were trying to sell these toys that were already made marvel comics he was literally going door to door talking to writers to develop names and personalities for all these toys um so that was that's a cool story and a similar thing with uh the ninja turtles you always hear the story about um that the cartoon was meant to sell toys but when they really like when you really see how it all happened with Playmates and how they yeah. commissioned an animated series to sell toys based on the comic book, that was like, wow, that's um, that's a cool, cool story. And that's how the, the tales... The, the, the biggest feather in the cap of that episode, though, is obviously the end where they uh, bring Eastman and Laird back together. Yeah. That was after cool. they have not been speaking for years, but uh, apparently, what's happening now is in 2020, they're doing another comic together. Oh, cool! Is, is it going to be a Ninja Turtle comic or something new? Uh, that's what I heard. Oh, so shout out! To Laird was a purist. And, yeah. Um, Eastman like was a little bit of a you know he wanted he's like wants to be a rock star status like mm-hmm. spending money and you know doing new things and. Um, it's it's weird how long they've been disconnected for, to be honest with you. It's a shame, but you hear that story a million times over in in music and in anything creative. You know, people split up, they get back together, you know, stuff like that. So it's good to see them back together, and uh, you know, hopefully they'll do some good stuff. You know, because we go through a lot of comic books. IDW TMT recently celebrated the hundredth issue of Tur- Ninja Turtles, which is a very successful run. It's a very well done mm. run. So and they finally made a female Ninja Turtle work. Like Jenica is really awesome. So um, that's really cool too for you Turtle fans out there. Um, they got um, they got Transformers versus uh, Terminator coming soon. That's insane. Jesus, wow. that's insane. Yeah, bro. Yeah. That's that so. Did it for Frank Avia did a cover? Is that what you posted? Uh, Frank Avia did a cover. Uh, who else is doing covers? 
Freddy, the dude that did the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, Freddie Williams. Um, yeah, who else? Robin loves I mean, that guy. <laughs> oh well, I mean, I'm, we, I think we have to pay him now that we mentioned his name on the episode. <laughs> <laughs> edit, edit that out. But oh, copyright man. or what do you call it? Uh, trademarked or whatever. Pull the curtain Anyhow. back here. <laughs> yeah, but no, yeah, it's uh, it, I just from the previews that they were showing, it looks fucking sick. I know. I mean, robots fighting, robots fighting and killing each other. You can't get, can't I, get, can't go wrong. I love IDW's crossovers, like Ghostbusters, Ninja Turtles, um, just uh, just so many cool things they do. I, my dream would be Voltron crossovering to do a crossover with the emotional spectrum of the Lanterns. I think that would fit well, really well. I think that would be cool. Um, but yeah, that's all, that's all cool stuff. Um, and before we get into the mega stack, um, why don't each of you recommend the Christmas movie? Christmas movie. Uh, <laughs> my current favorite Christmas movie is the night before. Yo, I, is that Yo, what, um, that Seth, dope. is that what Seth Rogen? Yeah. yeah. Seth Rogen, Anthony Mackie and, uh, Ooh. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Okay. I just and, saw um, it a week ago. It's so good. What's her name? Miley Cyrus. Isn't that like yeah, um? Yeah, she shows up. Isn't it? that like they they were trying to do Hangover meets like Christmas Eve or something? Kind of, but they all <laughs> willingly well, take shrooms. I I love when uh, Seth Rogen <laughs> is like weird. nodding to the rabbis and shit. <laughs> <laughs> they they go they go on a sh- a mushroom trip, right? Well, on, only one of them, only Seth Rogen's character, yeah, okay. uh, is on drugs because. Uh, Okay, he, his wife is pregnant and you know like so this is like the end so the three guys have this tradition that every Christmas they go out and just you know just go out and get fucked up yeah and this is going to be the last one because like the Anthony Mackie's character is uh, a famous pro athlete now yeah. Seth Rogen's having a kid so because it's you know the end of partying for him before they go out, his wife gives them this box of various drugs that she bought him on Craigslist. Oh my god! <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so crazy. the the whole movies. It's it's really it's good. so good. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, uh, was it at the Greek? Like it's kind of like, like get him to the Greek. Yeah, yeah, it's trying to meet like Yo, to you know what? Party. Puff Daddy was so funny and get him to the Greek. Like, yeah. Oh my god, he was he was actually really funny in that. <laughs> like he's like he's like man fuck him. <laughs> he's talking about uh, how many kids he has. Like you know how much money it costs to put Air Jordans on his little kids. <laughs> 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 and he's like running after the car like he's Terminator and shit. <laughs> like, um, that movie was trippy. There's so many classic ones that are easy go tos, but to do a little new one, I'll, I I kind of dig um Office Christmas Party. I think Kate McKenna's in it. I don't know if you guys ever oh, saw it. I see that. It came out like two years ago. It's pretty fucking funny. It's, uh, is it Jennifer Aniston? Yeah, Jennifer Aniston's in it. Uh, and the dude, yeah, yeah. The dude yeah. from the, the mix-up or the change-up with them? What's his name? The guy from Arrested Development? Yeah, I forgot what his name. I think yeah, I know who you're talking about though. And that guy's funny. The, it's it's a fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's like it's like like the old school movie Bachelor Party. It's like that only a modern Christmas party kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And there's there's one one funny part where there's like. A bag of cocaine. <laughs> like, there's some guy that he's trying to work with or develop something with, and he's like a senior guy at the company. And then this bag of cocaine accidentally hits this 
a manual fan and it, like blows in his face but he thinks it's like fake snow and he's like whoa yo i think i'm gonna do this idea man i got all these fucking ideas <laughs> uh, yeah it's one of those kind of movies um it's pretty good it's a pretty good movie so that's my pick so many though just so many cool there are so many. Like I personally like Nightmare Before Christmas, but uh, then I like an instant classic is Elf. Yeah, Elf, I never get tired of watching Elf. Yeah, and, then, um, and like I like Bad Santa. Oh yeah, Bad Santa. We Bad saw Santa that guy recently, so. right? Teasy, what's his name? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, at the convention. Yeah, the, um, the guy who played the little dude, uh, Tony Cox. The little guy. It's Tony. Yeah, yeah, Tony Cox. Yeah, it's funny. Christmas vacation, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah I mean I that, that's that's that. so that's such an easy one to go. I think that's the best Christmas comedy of all time. Oh like, man, that shit is just like fucking. I guess I go into a trivia night for that every fucking year. <laughs> night, you know. I gotta go with uh, my personal favorite is Jingle All the Way, starring uh, <laughs> yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Terrible Sin, man. Sin you know, bad. I only I watched that for the first time last. Year. I think I told you guys that. Yeah, last episode. Man, that shit's that shit's funny as hell, man. That fucking cold, turbo man. man. It's Ooh, cold. Everybody wants a turbo man. <laughs> um, uh, and Sin, Sinbad has so many retarded like one-liners, like throwaway lines in that, yeah. that are like they're like subliminal subliminal jokes that are just like peppered in, yeah. and just kind of he's just so fucking insane. Like there's one where he's like he's climbing up on a roof after the kid chasing him, mm. and he goes, "I'm I'm afraid of heights." You ever seen the movie Vertigo? That mean anything to you? <laughs> and just like. <laughs> Just little fucking lines like that. So great, dude. Yeah, Sinbad Cindy, Cindy was like a 90s comedic guy. He was a funny best. Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman's in that, too. Oh, really he great. is Phil in Hartman. that. Yeah, Phil uh, He's the creepy-ass uh, next-door neighbor who's trying to, like, bang all the MILFs in the neighborhood. <laughs> Speaking of creepy neighbors, you guys remember that movie The Burbs with Tom Hanks? Oh, yeah. that was the shit. So yeah. good. Oh, I wish they would do, like, a modern one of that. That was that was a good movie. So all right, mega stack. I'm just I'm just gonna go down the list. Um, Black Label's been killing the wallets recently, <laughs> but I can't complain. I love those large format books, and I haven't been really disappointed with a Black Label book yet. I haven't read Year One Superman yet, but uh, everything else I read's good. This started off um, Black Label. Um, Joker and Harley, uh, what is it called? Criminal Investigation or something like that? Criminal Sanity. Criminal Sanity. Yeah. Um, that, I really enjoyed that. It, yeah, it feels it's really like, good. feels like a true true crime serial killer docuseries meets Gotham City. Um, and uh, it's one book where having two artists split uh, really works well because you have uh, Miku Suwayan and Mike Mayu doing... Uh, I think Miko's doing the current stuff and it's black and white. And then Mike Mayu is doing the flashback stuff and it's in color, but it looks super photorealistic. Really, yeah, it's really good. Right. So, you know, for so long I would not really gravitate towards Pete when they would have Harley as like a, an idiot talking to a golfer, right? So yeah. here, this is where it's handled right because Harley Quinn is a forensic psychiatrist and behavior analyst, and she teaches at Gotham University. 
And yeah. she also works with Gordon. So I'm like, now now we're talking. Now now you're using this character to her potential. Um, and she goes into other... I think she went into, like, Ted Bundy and all these other cases. Um, yeah, well, she was teaching. Yeah, and they're investigating uh, the Joker at the moment, who's... Uh, my, my favorite part of how they handle her character, though, and like her doing her profession, that in, in a... As for how it could lead to what she becomes later, is they reveal that she's the one behind solving all of these crazy murder cases. Right. But like she's just being like buried, and you know, like the the cops are taking the credit. You know, the detectives are taking the credit for for solving these things right. when it's her that's doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, that's why she did mention that, and. Uh... Um, oh, uh, was it her roommate Edie? Was that her name? Yeah, her, so, yeah, that who looks like gotcha. looks just like Poison, poison Ivy. Ivy. So, yeah, it looks like Poison Ivy. Yeah. So this is Elseworlds, <laughs> but really, really good Elseworlds. Very close, very close to the actual characters. So I'm digging it. I'm really digging everything about this. This could be like an an a short, an animated like miniseries. It's just I'm really digging this one. Um, it's a good change of gears because it's like you're so used to like seeing Harley as like this ditz, like not educated, not really that smart or yep. not be able to think for herself. And then um, you read this and I was like, holy crap, she's, she's a total badass. She's like, you know, there's a there's a one panel where she's like kicking the kicking the the bag and stuff. And yeah. she's like getting all this frustration out and she's solving crimes. It's like, wow, all right. This what is the, a Harley that I, I kind of enjoy. Yeah, I, th- I think. Paul Dini nailed it from the get-go where Harley Quinn came off as ditzy, but she's actually brilliant, and it's she's like the best of both worlds, and it proved that because she was, you know, that lovable Brooklyn as Harley Quinn, but at the same time, she actually captured Batman and Joker couldn't do that. Remember that yeah. episode? So Yeah. It's like yeah, there's, there's so many levels to it, but and, yeah, the, and I, I think her ditziness is best used when she's using it as a tool to make people underestimate her. Right, her charm. Yeah, yeah. I agree. She has charm, so that's um, part of her charm. And to, to segue in, there's also a Black Label Harleen, um, which has been getting really good reviews. Um, I yes. know some of you guys finished it. I finished one third of it, the first book, and I absolutely loved it how they did that. Every single thing, even when like one panel it's showing her taking her employee photo for Arkham, and then below, the Joker's taking his mugshot for Arkham, and I thought that was really clever. Uh, little nods like that. That whole first issue. Well, uh, was just really- kudos to Stepan Sedgwick on this yeah. series for pulling a Sean Murphy and doing it all himself. Yeah, writing nice. it, drawing it, doing nice. his covers and his variant covers, and yeah, and he's showing that it can be done. See, that's the good trend. I like that. It's uh, it not 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 many guys can successfully pull it off though. Doing you know doing all of it uh, themselves, but you know, Sean Murphy does it, and uh, and Stephen Sedgwick is doing it. It's good when they do things where there's no deadline. It's like they have the work done, and then it's released over time. I mean, we have yeah. to wait a little longer, but that's fine as long as the final product is really good. And yeah, and, and it's nice know. that, uh, you know, pretty much because it's this, you know, alternate universe, anything, well, pretty much anything can get made. Yeah. But, uh, there, there is something. And, and we'll, we'll, down, and we'll see that in 
Curse of the White Knight when we get to it. But for now, for ever who's really who read more of Harleen, what did you guys think of that one? Dunk, did you wrap I, it up? I think or Robin. Or? I I gotta finish it up, but uh, yeah, if, if someone else completed it, uh, I um, think um, uh, remember like uh, all right. So I hate talking about the movie, but like in a in Suicide Squad, when you see like. You know, Harleen Quinzel, like, meeting the Joker and her falling in love. And it's, like, it's every part before that that you're you're reading in this book. Right. Mm-hmm. And, like, how the Joker manipulated her and she doesn't see it. And, like, Batman warning her. And it's, like, holy shit. Like, is this a soap opera? Like, this is good. I'm hooked. Um, uh, I don't I, pe- People have to read it. It's uh, And the art's amazing. Yeah. And like you said, like you know, the only other person doing this is Sean Murphy, and it's like it's not an easy thing to do, and to to have an amazing storyline and actually nail it and actually uh, you know, captivate people's attention, and then have the art to match it. It's like so. This is an origin. Uh, you're story? doing the right thing. The whole thing's yeah, yeah, basically an origin story. Yeah, yeah. it's basically an origin story, and so that's um, 150 uh, at, pages worth. At the end, at the end of issue three, yeah, um, you finally see Harley, yeah, as we know Harley her. Quinn. And it's like holy shit! Like, Sick. all right, like it's it's uh it's a it's a great buildup, and I'm just looking forward to the next issue now. Mm. Um, yeah. It's sick, and it's like you know, like whatever, like the Joker just pretty much runs Arkham, and you have no idea until issue three. Yeah, it's so sick. That's Beautiful cool. art as well. Yeah, yeah, and the nice. variant covers, man. It's like yo, uh, Black Label is killing us right now because it's like. They're crushing it with the art and all these variant covers. Just like, all right, man, like which which book did I get? Which book should I get? And I said, mm. You know what? I have to get both of them, all three of them. If they have a three, or like it's tough. Mm. But yeah. Black Label's crushing it right now. Nice, yeah. I'm, I'm like, what I, I like that Black Label has like some momentum now and has, uh, you know, a couple of nods some cuss- and, yeah. and some cuss words. <laughs> yeah, the, the the covers for Harleen are gorgeous. I mean, mm. yeah. There's the one, the first one, where she's holding up like the broken mask. Yeah, sick. So and uh, and he uses uh, some really surreal uh, looking scenes to tell the stories too. Like when he's giving like Harley's perspective, like in her memories and how she was uh, seeing Joker. Yeah, yeah. It's it's um it's interesting. And she does that. And there's like the dream scenes that mm. he does with her. And um, Doctor Strange. I'm I'm a fan when people use Doctor Strange on their stories because oh. like um. A lot of people really don't use him as much as he should. Hugo Strange? Yeah, Hugo. Yeah. yeah. It's like he's uh it's um That's pretty he's, cool. He's really important in the role. Yeah. Yeah, Hugo's uh his interesting character that's always in, in the background. I like that. Yeah. Um I don't think I don't think <laughs> Black Label Joker Killer Smiles also out. But uh, I don't think any of us had time to get to that yet. Yeah, I've I've read uh, I've read the first two issues of Killer Smile. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. What's your thought? So, <laughs> uh, th- this is really good. And if you look at the reviews for, uh, I haven't seen reviews for issue two, but I remember after issue one came out, seeing a lot of people throwing up like nine point fives and stuff Damn. for this. So, oh, shit. Uh, this is, uh, I-, I think it's easy to compare this one to silence of the lambs because this isn't so much a story about joker but uh the this uh psychiatrist who is introduced in the story who is uh trying to 
he's trying to fix Joker, basically. You know, even though all these people have tried before him, tried to get inside his head and figure him out and, and find a way to fix him, this guy goes after it, too. And it's uh, the story is seeing how that affects him, what it does to his life and to his mind. Sick. Oh, shit. So it's, a, it's just a, a psychological thing. Isn't the artwork similar to... Um... Uh, the Joker and Harley book because I, I I looked through it and uh, I felt like uh, yeah, that's no similar. not really it's uh it's Andrea Sorrentino right. uh so it's you know typical Sorrentino so I I it's I wouldn't really call it like that uh yeah, yeah hard to describe Sorrentino style but it's the, the art's really good and uh, Jeff Lemire's writing uh, they fit pretty well together in this Jeff Lemire the, the, maybe. The, in terms of the art the only like there's kind of some photorealistic not not yeah. as much as the joker harley but yeah that's why what i thought of it there was yeah. some similarities yeah a lot of it looks like it's like drawn over an actual photo yeah yeah i was thinking yeah, that too. Like, and i and i dig that you know like i said in, in comics it's different yeah yeah, yeah. in comics every, everything has its place like we you know you get a a certain number of slots for that kind of photo editing kind of style of comic art you get um, certain slots for like simple Darwin Cook style stuff, certain slots for like realistic uh, Bermejo kind of stuff, certain slots for stylistic stuff, you know, like I think it's evenly proportioned throughout the books where, you know, of all these different art styles, so, you know, it's nice to have different flavors and, and this is definitely an interesting one as well, so um, it looks good on the big format too the big black label format, yeah. it flows yeah. I love reading um these size books, man, these black label books, I don't know, it's just a uh, it's different, you know? I mean... Yeah, you know, it took a little getting used to, and they are... A, you have to figure out a new method of storage. Yeah. Because yeah. they don't fit with, uh, with your regular comics. But they have, like, the magazine-sized boxes they that do. you buy. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, those, yeah, those have always show. been around, but uh, most, most places have never had uh, a cause to stock them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they sell bags and boards for them, which is good, so... Um, yep. Yeah, you know, they're they're fun. Yeah, they fit magazines. They're different, but you know, you can you can enjoy the art a little more too. It's like, like mm. you know, yeah. full page, like bigger page. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the they're higher, taking uh, money. The higher profile black label books have come in the regular format, though. I, I don't. Well, uh, I I, I asked uh, I asked Dan DiDio about the different size formats, and he explained that the reasoning for the size each thing gets. So anything that is coming out on black label that's beginning here is coming out at the prestige plus format. Okay. That's what these, uh, oversized are called, but anything that ties to something that came out standard size is going to still come out standard size so that people who had the, so like Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo, yeah. you know, if you collected their Batman new 52, whether it was in single issues or in trade paperbacks, you can collect last night on earth and it's in the same size so you can store it with their sense. previous stuff okay. uh so the, uh, like uh curse of the white knight same thing mm. makes sense it does, yeah that does make that, sense that clears things up mm. yeah i mean yeah i uh i like that dark a black label is a, a little bigger um just so uh it's easier to identify when you want to go through. I, I like when yeah. they do the hardcovers like that as well, though. Um, yeah. Just, yeah. So. Um, I I feel like once they got through that whole drama with Damned, 
then it was kind of like all systems go, you know, like I felt like that all that drama kind of held up things. Mm. And now, now it seems like it's a consistent flow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I feel like now maybe the uh, concerns that the, uh, the person in power who stomped on uh, damned mm. has maybe uh, come around and understands how things are going to be at black label and yeah. maybe things are smoother yeah. now. Well, holy shit. I think Santa just walked in. Oh, 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 oh. oh no, that's Grandpa oh. Batman. <laughs> what up? Gramps. Nice. What up? <laughs> you know, be- because Gramps just walked in, I feel like it's only appropriate that the next book we talk about is The Dark Knight Returns Golden Child. Yes. Let's... Oh, shit. Gramps, why don't you take it away for initial thoughts, boy? What do you think, boy? Uh, well, um, <laughs> oh man, that, that's, that's, that's not good. <laughs> well, I mean, I had, I had to, I'll be honest, I had to read it in two sittings. Um, you know, the, the build up and the hype for this book, you know, was off the charts. Um, they even had like, you know, some exclusive variant covers and, um, you know, I was excited to see uh, one of my favorite characters, Carrie Kelly, back in action, this time as a uh, adult Batwoman, kind of taking over the role of uh, you know the, the Dark Knight in this Gotham. Although I I had read some of the you know teaser information about how it was also going to be a lot about uh, the children of Superman and Wonder Woman. And I was like, really? I mean, I wanted more Batman. I wanted something that lived up to the Dark Knight label, you know. But, it, you know, be that as it may, the future is young. I see the, you know, the intention of, of uh, focusing a lot on the newer characters and the, and the next generation of, of uh, you know, Who's going to be taking over, I guess, or focus more on uh, Frank Miller's Dark Knight series. So, you know, my only thing is that I didn't expect it to be so political. And, you know, mm. politics has always been at the forefront of a lot of Miller's stuff, including Dark Knight Returns and yep. Strikes Again. Yep. And yeah. even sprinkled in Dark Knight 3. But this was like a blatant fuck you <laughs> Um, yeah. to, you know, a certain politician <laughs> and, well, actually, actually a couple politicians because, uh, I believe also, um, I think it was the Argentinian president was featured in a oh, little parody tweet, but I mean, it's all parody and yeah, I, I didn't expect it to be, you know, that for up front, you know, yeah. there was yeah. no. There was no masking what its intentions were. It was just like, no, this is a big fuck you. And yeah. I mean, um, trying trying to find characters fit a, a way to make a statement. And then there were some odd choices about the villains in the book. Um, I, I, I just really still have some questions. I'm going to have to reread it 
over and over again to finally really get into it. I didn't understand why Dark Knight or Dark not, not Dark Knight, Dark Side Dark gave Side. a shit about an election. Yeah. Uh, why? <laughs> who 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 was this Joker person? Was he like uh, just a Joker boy, right? Uh, Joker, yeah, boy Joker boy was this jo- Joker boy was Joker boy just a, a a follower that took up the flag of the Joker and kind of you know was raised in hell again or was this something that Darkseid kind of maybe uh, brought the Joker back to life somehow who knows mm, it just left a lot of questions well, at least the art was good. Know. Art was amazing. Yeah, the art was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was really cool to see uh, Raphael Grandpa back uh, doing comics. I uh, I kind of like the art the, color, right? Holy shit! I kind of like the beginning um, dialogue with Lara and uh, Jonathan. And John, they, yeah. And when they were and she was talking about humanity just hurting each other and then fixing fixing each other up and eating and growing. I I don't know. I, it was. It kind of reminded me of old Frank, like, he was going somewhere with this, and it's it's just a little more than yeah, a comic book, I, you know? I really liked where he was, uh, you he know, was, Clark was telling Lara, I was like, you know, for a while he's going to be watching and learning from us, but then when the time comes, we need to listen to him, mm. because he's something different. Yeah. But Which, um, that one part I really liked was uh, when she texts... The, her boss, aka Batman, and then he does the Batman gauntlet <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I need, and, uh, I need one of those on my all, phone. <laughs> all of her uh, recent emojis and things like that. Yeah, <laughs> they're all, yeah. all these uh, crazy bat related ones. I mean, I I've heard a lot of people complain about this book before reading it. Maybe that helped because I didn't. I don't think I hated it as much as everyone else. I was like, it's all right. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah, I I I. I liked it, yeah. Like, you know, the, uh, yeah, there's some, have... you know, some crazy things going on, but the overall story, yeah, uh, yeah I, I liked the overall story. And uh, this Jonathan hey, Kent is, is pretty badass. Thing is, people still yeah. have these Frank Miller expectations, and I don't yeah. because we were lucky enough to get Dark Knight Returns from him. Sometimes I wish he would have stopped there, but yeah. when something new comes out, it's like. I know it's not going to be on that level again. I just want to enjoy some of it. You know what I mean? Like, that's just how it is. Then. I'm a, well, uh, one really oh. cool thing happened was that I got a art commission from Chip Kidd out of all this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> he that's thought dope. I was Raphael Grandpa. I know. So, <laughs> he was like. He, he should have been like, all right, Venmo me 1200 right now. <laughs> just send them one of your covers and shit. Well, yeah, I, I think this is Raphael Grandpa's best work. Yeah. He uh, yeah. he did some really yeah, cool stuff in the Batman it. Batman Black and White Volume Four. You guys should check out again because he did some crazy stuff in that, like so much detail. But this was really good too. This is definitely in the same vein as that, and I like how he drew and unmasked Carrie Kelly. She looked really cool too. I thought. And Jodie Belair, the colors. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was cool. I mean, you know. But it, it kind of just ended like, I don't know, weird. It's just a shame because I feel ended. like I feel like they could have done a lot more with these characters in the story. Like a one-shot yeah. is like... Yeah, one-shot was too short. A one-shot yeah. is like a favorite of Frank. Let's be honest with you. It's a favorite of Frank. Like they'll let, they're like, we're not going to give you a miniseries. 
But we'll let you do a one shot, and you can choose your artist. You know what I mean? Because he's he was yeah. really close with Raphael, and um, yeah, I would have liked to see this expand. I think it would have been a lot better if it expanded. But um, that's but, true. But I didn't. I didn't hate. I didn't close it and be like, "What the fuck was that?" I was like, "All right, you know, you know Carrie, you know, Carrie Kelly's cool." Uh, you know, Lara and John are cool. I, I dig it, so whatever. I kind of dug that I, scene with the the car chase or whatever it was with jo- with the, the Joker boy or whatever. That was kind of cool. Yeah, because Carrie's kind of like breaking down in instructions what she's learned from right. Batman and what what she's learned from the boss. The boss, the boss, yeah. She, she knows that. She just knows that, like, if she follows the protocol, she's always gonna get the job done, and she's always gonna get a reaction. She yeah, believes in the boss. What did you guys think of that new bat bunker? There, the new bat headquarters. Bat I was wondering. I was wondering why why it wasn't underground. Yeah. But apparently, like, it's uh, it's unseen to any humans. It's, yeah, or it's whatever. not on the map. Yeah. It's not really there. Yeah. That was part of it, but um, I don't know. Before I read it, um, I I got a, a lot of people were telling me, "Oh, have you read it yet? Oh my god!" Yeah, it's you know, it's it's this and that, and um, I think um, I think because we're in the time period that everything's so political, um, the moment we see a little bit of of any and evidence of something being so political is it, it, is bothersome. Yeah, but it's like uh, when I was reading, it, I was you know, this is this is what Frank does. Yeah. Uh, so re- uh, reading it, I was like, "All right, whatever. We're gonna see some tweets. We're gonna see some, um, some, some things with uh, with Donald Trump, of course, because he's done it before." Yeah. And I was like, "You know, let's just get to the story." And but I feel that uh, for one shot, there could have been, you know, this this could be this could have been a multiple issue book. Yeah. With more details, because yeah, like, there's so many unanswered questions. Yeah. Uh, there always are with Uncle Frank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, like what do we miss like why is dark side here what the hell happened why is he involved in politics who the hell is this joker boy yeah but well there was a lot of unanswered questions was there a um dark knight the last crusade was it um uh, the master yeah. oh no the last crusade yeah yeah crusade. that one was something that a lot of people wanted to see a lot more of uh <clears throat> that was another good one i i gotta also say like i think frank picked an amazing person to help assist his legacy you know like this is so seamless like if you didn't know this was Raphael you would say you know this is really Miller-esque or it could have been Frank you know like I think he picked the best person to bring the story to life yeah aesthetically like I think it's gorgeous a lot of the poses like where Carrie's just in flight I was blown away you know, I think it was, this was great. So yeah, yeah. I, I like, like I said, like Graham said before, like I want to see more of Carrie. Yeah, doing, th- doing what she does. I think know? that's a good thing. If you want more of this or to expand, like I do as well, I think that says enough about a book. You know, like yeah. like people, yeah, people could not like it because they had expectations, but I see the potential in it, and um, I didn't hate it so. Yeah, well, I wouldn't mind seeing more of it, but uh, I don't. I don't know how. You it know, works. it it strikes a chord when uh, like other creators, like Mark Millar, you know, praises yeah. it. You know. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, yeah, Mark Mark he, called it uh, the book of the year. Damn. Wow. He must really hate Trump. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, the first three pages, book of the year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as, as I was reading it, too, I was like, wow, well, you know, if you ever had to ask Frank Miller what he thought about politics nowadays, <laughs> this is what that book is, you know? It's like, well, you're, yeah. you have to remember. Um, I think he's always been anti-establishment. Yeah, well, but, yeah remember yeah, when yeah. he was, um, when they were drawing Reagan in Dark Knight Returns? That was like Cold yeah. War shit, man, like, right. yeah. you know? Yeah. So Frank's been around, and... Uh, you know, he. I think he's one of the few who knows how to incorporate politics in a Batman book pretty well. Um, yeah. But this this was a little straightforward. But um, you this know. was pretty. Uh, but yeah. if, they're, if they're only going to give him one book, then you know maybe that's what he, he was like. Let me, let me just go in right now. You know, it's uh. Well, it, I mean, also if you think about it, it's, it says, and I don't want to get keep riding that wave, but it says a lot of what DC allows in its books too to say. You know, maybe. A statement for some of their um, opinions as well, but yeah. mm. you know, I, I like the risk that DC's allowing certain creators to take, especially putting it on a black label, you know, imprint, so that you know they can they can talk about stuff like this. You would never see this in like a regular, you know, distribution. Mm. Well, it was uh, they had that. The future is young cover that they took off Twitter because China was um, threatening to boycott the book because they thought that it might incite riot, more riots in Ch or protests in China or something like that. Uh, so you can see one how um, effective and influential Batman books and DC <coughs> books or comic books are, and uh, two, it's a shame we didn't get that cover. Uh, where it actually says the the future is young in the background of Carrie Kelly, because those colors are awesome. That would have been a really cool thing. I don't know the whole story behind that, but and I don't even think I don't know how many Chinese people actually buy Batman comics, but uh, it does make waves. Like a Frank, you know, a Frank Miller book, a Batman book makes waves. So and uh, that that image really got taken up as a symbol of the protests yeah, uh, yeah. after that all went down you know, you can see videos and pictures online of of just thousands of people carrying that image around and spray painting that, the futures young on buildings that nuts? that's it's that's a, it's a similar way when you think about how people were painting their face in the Joaquin Phoenix Joker makeup for protests peaceful protests yeah yeah and, yeah I'm like, damn, DC, <laughs> fucking. DC story. Which is not the purpose of the cover either. I mean, they just co-opted that yeah. cover yeah. to their own. Yeah, yeah. that's true. But uh... and, and what these people that protest, you know, I, 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 you'd think they'd figure it out by now. You know, they go and they raise up all this, you know, crying and whining and bullshit to protest something that's not even related to them. And all it does is give more attention to the cause that they're trying to silence. Yeah. And then it just yeah. becomes, you know, gets even more viral. And, yeah. like, you know. Yeah, just like uh, Batwang, you know. Just, uh, <laughs> it, 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 it really makes you think about how how much focus is on Batman comics. Like, yeah. really, you know, you now that it, you put two and two together, reflect back on this year, like, damn, like, really under a microscope. Very influential, so... That's cool. We're proud to be at the forefront of Batman comic book reviews, though, you know, at Bat Force Radio. Take, we do not take that job lightly. No, nope. there, there's, uh, there's unfortunately uh, one possible book that uh, we will never get to 
review because uh, someone that DC uh, unfortunately wasn't interested in it being made, but there could have been something very cool coming into existence. Oh, you're but, talking about that? Um, yeah, yeah. It, we can't even say any names. Say it. So, All right. <clears throat> yeah. Well, that's not, a shame. Uh, not my my information to share. That's a shame, but uh, and I have no idea why that didn't go through, but uh, yeah. It, it, like, jeez, that would have got so much attention from. People who have never even read a comic book. Yeah, that's and, true. Uh, and it's silliness. That's really strange, but um, I don't know what goes on at editorial over there. But uh, but another banger, um, Last Night on Earth issue three or book three, that wraps up. That wraps up allegedly. Scott Steiner and Greg yeah. Capullo's last Batman story together. Yeah, that yeah it wraps up their entire Batman story going back to you know the beginning of the new Fifty Two. I tell you, man, it sucks because when I crack open a new Greg Capullo Batman book, it's like a Willy Wonka chocolate bar, man. <laughs> you know, it's like I, I love ticket. that man's art. <laughs> I love that man's artwork, man. Like, and book three, I think was Batman heavy. I think book two was a little all over the DC universe, but I think book three was really Batman heavy and he drew a lot of different Batman characters and villains. And, um, I enjoyed it. Uh, I need to reread it. It is a little dense as usual and needs some reflecting. Yeah. uh, Yeah. These 50 page issues. Yeah. There's a lot going on with Scott Snyder's thought process, but (laughs) last night on earth book three, uh, I enjoyed. And I think the story as a whole was uh, pretty damn interesting. Um, and I like the way it ended as well. He, you know, sometimes it's hard for him to stick some landings when he wants to expand, but, but this one I felt like had an actual ending and, um, you know, it's not, I don't want to say too much. I don't know if I want to get into too many spoilers cause it's still, things are still lo- open to interpretation, but, um, I, I, I enjoyed it and uh, I enjoyed how it all played out with, um, Batman finding that Batman of that universe and then being a little. You know him being like a an older grizzly Batman that he's fighting, and how how the Joker pretty much put his head in a Robin like cyborg suit, <laughs> not a, a Robin cyborg yeah, suit. Yeah, um, And all kinds of crazy shit. So so what, much crazy shit. What, what do you guys think of the issue. last night on Earth book three, the way it wrapped up? Just process. Uh, <laughs> it wrapped up. <laughs> and then let me clap for that. Well. <laughs> <laughs> one thing I, one thing I, I find interesting is how Snyder can always bring something new to the table with a Batman title. I mean, he finds ways true. to recreate the character in a way that maybe hasn't been touched on before, or unlike anybody else. So yeah, yeah. you know, I, I think I, I like that a lot. I think he does add to the mythology, and he's not, you know, just yeah. making stories up. I think he adds something to it, and uh, in this universe, um, it's def- yeah, there's definitely a lot going on, and even the I ending think, is still yeah. open to interpretation. But uh, it's definitely added to it. I think I have to go back and start from the beginning and read everything because I feel like I missed so much. Right. Yeah. There was so much going on to this ending, and I was like, "What? The you know, well, like, did I miss something?" Yeah, there well, there are uh, references in it. Go back that... to... go ahead. Yeah, I think I think you're gonna say yeah. There are, there are things that reference uh, 
the new 52 issues. Yeah. I saw that, sure. but it was like, ooh. I don't know. I think I just have to go back and just, just like, you know, sit in the bat room, uh, give myself about, like, you know, 26 hours and just go through, like, everything from, you know, from Black Mirror, from uh, Court of Owls. Mm. And just, metal. To metal and just, like, just reread everything and be like, all right, cool. Now I get it. Because it's, uh, it's just tough. It's, it, it was so much going on because there's so much else going on with all the other books you're reading. And I don't know if I just missed a bunch of stuff or I just couldn't remember. So uh, personally, I just got to give I got to commit like a week of just reading Scott Snyder to 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 actually have a a, a great opinion or honest opinion of what I just read. Yeah, Mr. Now, three. we were hoping to have uh, we, we were actually planning to have Scott on for uh, the release of this issue, but. Uh, the timing worked out that his little guy had to go in for surgery that same week. Uh, but Scott and Greg are on the verge of announcing their next project they're doing together that's going to be an- announced in January. And uh, I'm talking to Scott about hopefully uh, having him come on when that's announced. Is that going to be on DC, do you think? Uh, I think it's their next uh, DC thing that... Uh, yeah. That they're going to announce. Okay. Hopefully. Cool. What did you guys think of Greg Capullo's art on book three? <coughs> I like the suit yeah, design awesome. on Omega. I thought that was yeah. really cool. Yeah, the suit design was and, dope. Uh, and having was, uh, uh, the two of them throw down, I really liked the way uh, the way that was handled. I, Omega looked yeah. like um, a talent to me for a, a little while. You know, was it a yeah, late March, is it? Um, something yeah. like that. Oh, March, yeah. No, Le- Link of March, I think, was the head oh, talent. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> I'll, I'll, be, I'll, I'll be honest. I really love the uh, the Psycho Asylum suit, too. Yeah, you know, yeah, that was cool. From book oh, yeah. one. I was like, that's so clever. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm that, not going to lie. Okay. No, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, oddly enough, I really like Joker in that little suit, in that cyborg <laughs> suit. Like, that's exactly what I was saying. <laughs> Yeah, I do too. It, re- it really works. Like it, it does adds work. to his personality, and obviously, you know, this is Joker kind of being more on the the heroine, you know, heroic side. But it kind of like I don't know. He worked as you know his aspirations as being a Robin for that one moment. <laughs> he, got, he got he got to be it. You know, it's like mm-hmm. he had that. these fucking machine guns, and he was just laughing at the same time, and yeah, he was sure. happy. You know, like he was. I, Wasn't I it like know, a Don going like from the beginning, from part one? He just wanted to be a Robin, and then it's like. <laughs> I, think, I, I think that's I think that's Scott's mission too. Like he wants, just like um, you know, right before Metal, where Joker was decoding a lot of things in the Batcave. Like, there's a piece of the Joker that Scott wants to bring out, that is a big component to helping Batman over time. Mm. So, yeah. You know what's the big question? Is it uh, is uh, would the Joker look better with the mask uh, on his face or o- around that uh, that thing he had? Uh, <laughs> I, I think it's cool that he he was just on Batman's belt, his head the whole time, and then his head is in that Robin suit. It just I thought that worked. You you don't think it was something like that could work, but I think it kind of worked, and uh, and I do like the designs for some of them. Wonder Woman was cool. Barbara Gordon's daughter was in it, right? She has a daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, and uh, and, uh, and Dick is the uh, father, right? Correct. Uh, it seemed that way. Mm. Yeah, that's what they're kind of implying, but yeah, Bloom was in this too. Did you guys catch Bloom? And the Mercy. yeah, the reflection of the sword in her in the back of uh, the daughter. You can see Bloom. So and Hush was there too. And a Harley, so that was kind of interesting. I'm like, I'm skimming I've through it now. That, like, I've got that first issue of Bloom's autographed. Yeah, nice. It's gonna, it's gonna <laughs> be big bucks someday. Fuck, man. man. You're gonna buy a ranch with that. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> have, have grandma Batman planted. Grow, grow, grow to a money tree. Um, but I tell you, man, that, that man Greg, I could just flip through his art all day long. To be honest with you, I don't know what it is. It's just. It's just so good. FCO is so good too. Uh, to Glape, I think Glapian uh, inked this. It's the usual team, was it? But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Didn't hate. It. I enjoyed it. I want. I gotta I reread think... it again. I want to read Metal and then read Last Night on Earth straight through. Actually, yeah. that's what I want to do. And uh, but yeah. you have to read the No Justice and all the other stuff. Yeah, well. the tie-ins. I, I have to read those tie-ins as well. You, you guys ever hear the story about how I was buying? I bought all the tie-ins that they, except the only tie-in I decided not to buy for absolutely no reason uh-huh. at all. <laughs> absolutely no reason at all was the first appearance of the Batman who laughs. laughs. Yo, me too. Right? Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> and there was no was reason. Like, it just didn't find a fucking thing. I was like looking back. I'm like, why didn't I pick that up? I'm like, Titan I could be fat. other tie-in. Shit. Yeah. Just... Shit. And, uh, I, I think I, I did the same. <sighs> that book exploded. Uh, yeah. It's insane. Santa. <laughs> um, guys, uh, let's uh, Curse of the White Knight by Sh- by Murph Dog, aka Sean by the Murphy. Murph Dog, <laughs> Murph Dog. Oh, shit. Man, this man is no joke. I this is another guy that you just flip through the art, man, and just I'm really loving Curse of the White Knight. The first issue, I was like, okay, you know, let's see where. But now we're on book five, I believe, and. I'm in. I'm like fully in. As real as no joke, bro. Like this is him and his flaming sword is no joke. <laughs> um, yeah. I think I've told Dunk this, but I think Murphy is as in. Say it. In the future, we we're going to talk. We're going to talk to about him much the same way that we talk about Frank Miller. Oh yeah, I, mean, I, I say that all the time. He's going to be. Yeah, he's he's going to be that. Well, he's basically our version as far as a writer and artist, you know, making stories like that that are going to leave that time. Hands yeah. down. He, he's doing, they're letting him do whatever he wants, but not lightly. Like, he's done so much prep work for this. And he's done so many. Like, he's got a sword made. He's got his own sword dude, made. Harley yep. Quinn had twins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, people Yo. are. Asriel's chopped Bane's head off, bro. Like, Joker's going through baby mama drama. Come on, man. And, I gotta and, agree with Graham, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, you guys are feeling the Murph dog, huh? The Murph dog, mm. dude. You gotta <laughs> always shout out to Murph because he is somebody who does his he's he did he did his homework and he listened to the fans and he in research and and he implemented things that he loved growing up from Batman. But he took comics, movies, and animated and fucking threw it in the soup and in the, as yeah. this, this, his own universe, which is yeah. 
in a great and the Murphy verse. He has had, one of my favorite Harley had, Quinns. I love his Harley so much. He has two Harley Quinns. Then had two time, Harley Quinns. Then had time to give us a Von Freeze issue. Yeah, yeah. I like, and I like the Von Freeze issue as well. I uh, right. I enjoyed it. I thought that worked. Like the how Nazi Germany developed that cryo uh, technology and the first freeze gun, and he, they used it against the soul. That's crazy. That's that's good shit, man. Um, but um, I'm really enjoying Curse of the White Knight. I recommend it to anybody who loves Batman comics, um, and especially Azrael, because man, the latest issue they showed like the the original Batman suit that he wore when he was taking over and shit. So right, and Azrael had a a backup plan because who was it? Was it uh, not? She's not Walla, but she reminds me of Walla, the woman that's in charge of. All those elites and uh, oh, the yeah. Napier, yeah, whatever. The, the Napier Initiative. Yeah, like, yeah. she's this Waller personality, and she's supposed to be so clever where they would just, her, her and Joker were just using him as an hi, a hired gun or sword, whereas she, she was, had a... She was next. But he had a plan, and um, yeah, like, this is a, a love letter to Azrael fans, that's for sure, because there's a lot of Azrael fans out there, and, you know, they... It's almost like they never get their due, but uh, I think they're getting their due now. Um, yeah, and Murphy's not scared of like doing whatever um, he feels like doing. Um, he has a strong um, Batman animated series influence. Yeah. But uh, he, um, <clears throat> you know, he's uh, he's mentioned before he's not scared of uh, killing anyone off because it is goth. It is Gotham. He's yeah. like, you know, it's only you can only survive Gotham so long, and um, it makes it easier for st- for story writing. Yeah, man, I tell you, like when people start dying off. Yeah, people curse and people die in Gotham. That's why we have Black Label now to finally show it. You know, it's a yeah. yeah. He's got every character's voice down. I think anyway. Yeah, he. Uh, I love his Harley. Like I said, I'm so glad we have good Harleys again because it's it's been rough for a while. But this well, this he, Harley is. Uh, he took the biggest chance with the Harleys thing, and it's like, whoa! You just. Uh, when we go back to regular White Knight and he talks, the, you know, he... What was the other girl called? Neo Joker? Or, uh, yeah, Neo Joker. Yeah, yeah. Neo Joker. Yeah. Ma- yeah. Mary Andrews. Andrews. Yeah, she's, she's, yeah. Uh, she's popular, too. She could be, like, the next Harley, in a sense, if he keeps going with mm-hmm. her. But uh, There's a chance that he might bring her back. Yeah, he said he's going to, you know, they're going to revisit that eventually. But he, he, he should have her on the sideline now while he's doing this and... Uh, I hope, uh, and that's that's the thing, right? Like this guy, he has plans, you know, going forward for this. Well, he has the third, and what he said might be the last is installment it, of this one, which is yeah, White Knight Beyond or something. Yeah, which is like in yeah. the future, like a yeah, Batman he's doing Beyond Batman thing. Beyond, but it's it, it's it's not going to be the end of it. Yeah. Well, I don't think so because um, I think I think DC might throw him money and. He and will have more well, ideas. Remember, remember what he talked about last time he was on the show. He wants to have his universe be a thing that other creators come in and work on now. Yeah. Remember, he, he told us about uh, the story he was brainstorming with Brian Hill to have Brian Hill write it. And mm. now uh, we know that he's doing something with Blake Northcutt. Yeah. Uh, don't know if that's going to be a white knight or dc thing but they're working on something and uh we'll have blake on the show when uh when it is time to talk about that well i mean all i know is he he's smart because if he just takes over writing duties man i'd say that's right uh, i mean i mean von freeze was the perfect recipe for what he wants to try out 
know, it's like yeah, he wants to show off his writing skills, and Klaus jumped in, and I felt like the art was so good in that also, and you know, it really helped support his vision. Yeah, yeah. There's also um, it was great talks about his wife jumping in. He yeah. can do so many more origin stories and just keep writing. But he's he's very disciplined, which is what I like about him. He he doesn't do something for the sake of doing it because uh, I forgot what what I talked to him about it once on one of the shows, and we I mentioned how how he held back from doing something. I noticed that, and it's like you got to stay disciplined sometimes and not overdo it. Just you know, pace it right and uh, have a certain. I think it might have been maybe it was Mary Andrews like shelving her for an hour or something like that. But he's fully aware of what he's doing. And he definitely has ideas, and the book should be selling well because I hope DC keep, continues to throw money at him to keep this going because it's just really that good. I mean, well, you know, he got his fan base. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, he, he has you. He has you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with what Bad Boys Prime says. Yeah, he, he 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 has the voices down pat, and he's not trying to you know overdo it. Yeah. All. Yeah. Because it's, it's so easy and tempting to want to do that sometimes. Yeah. Like, Scott Snyder does that sometimes when he'll bring in a, a, an extra rogue or two and then yeah. not do anything with them. Like, the Gentleman Ghost, which I'm still angry about. Because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was. He, was on, he had an Uzi on the back of the truck. And then, yo, what the fuck happened, bro? That was that was so dope. Nah, I, I love Scott. You know, I love Scott. But, uh, but, yeah, like, it does take discipline to do something like that, you know? To not overdo it or to know. Yeah, some some writers give needless information and, and yeah. rather than just pushing yeah. the story forward. Exactly. That's why when um when I read a White Knight issue, man, it's like from from start to finish, it's it's solid. It's so it's so yeah, the you can't put it down. Like you had to movement. finish it. Yeah, and like I said, he, he does probably like one of my favorite Harleys. Easy, man. I I don't know what it is about her Harley, but her I love her personality in it and. uh and it, it's interesting because, well, no, her Harley's two granddaughters are in Batman Beyond, so she has two daughters now. So it's interesting to see if he plays off of that or not. But uh, yeah, but um, that'd be sick. That's good stuff. Um, did anyone read Batman Creature of the Night issue four? So I have to go back and redo all of this because of <laughs> the, uh, the weight uh, yeah. that we had between issues. I'm happy. Well, we it was uh, it was two years to the month between issue one and issue four. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, wow. But what happened was um, the guy was fighting cancer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and okay. and not only did he fight off cancer, that was the third time. Shit. Yeah. So we're That's lucky crazy. to have this book, you know. Yeah. We were waiting for well, a long time. I'm happy. That, um, that absolutely casts a different light on that book. Like, yeah. Fucking fight it. I highly, when, you, when you read the fourth one, you see how dark it is. And it's like... Yeah. Um, I highly recommend. It, this is a great book. Uh, yeah. All four issues are really good. It, um, it, it, to, to, to give a simple overview, it pretty much deals with a, a, a child into a man's delusions of being Batman because of his obsessions with Batman and how he uses that to cope with the world. And on the same note, it has this Batman Mothman feel to it. And the, the gritty artwork complements it really well. It's really, really nice artwork. Um, Batman creature of the night is highly recommended. I'm really great. Really, really 
pleased that it wrapped up and I'm looking forward to that hardcover but uh yeah it's a really cool Elseworlds tale I don't Is even there... know if it could be an Elseworlds tale because it could be in the universe because it's kind of like deals with somebody like hallucination hallucinating almost. or imagining having delusions that they are Batman so technically it actually could be in the Batman universe but it also takes mm-hmm. place in Boston I believe and I don't know if they're like yeah, it's, a, it's only a four-hour drive. You never know with the Batmobile, probably yeah. an hour and a half. But um, <laughs> it's it's a very different take, and it's a really really cool take. Like like I said, Batman meets the Mothman in this one. It's uh, and it deals with uh, really serious issues like uh, uh, mental illness um, and how to seek help for it, medication, um, coping with trauma, and all sorts of things like that. So it's a uh, He's coming from, like, obviously this author has, uh, you know, been weathered by life to a certain extent. So he has, you know, he really reflects that in this book. So Batman Creature of the Night is a really cool take on a little, like, a Batman story. So Definitely a must read, one through four. Yeah, yeah, great book. Believes. Um, guys, tell me about the, the wrap-up of City of Bane and the end of Tom King's run. What happened? Ooh, what happened oh, in the stash this week? Oh. Well, man, it's it's been a while since uh since we've covered uh, <laughs> any of these issues now because we haven't done stack for so long. So it's, yeah, figure out where to uh where to pick up. Well, I mean, how about how the way it ended? Like, like maybe because it's such a long story. Maybe just like just straight up spoilers. Well, like overview yeah. and how you felt it wrapped oh, yeah. up and where it's going. Where maybe. It's going, maybe? I, I I feel like the best word to describe it is like hazy. You know, it's like right. I was flipping through. That's and the IPA I'm like, drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I really liked how they went. Like they kind of jumped back and forth in the past and kind of the present. And they also like as you're reading it, they try to like remind you about what happened already, and they give you like a little bird's eye view of what was going on after flashpoint yeah um you know thomas it gave you like a, a quick scope again on the perspective of thomas wayne yeah on why he on why he did what he did mm. you know and it kind of it kind of helped you there's, there's two things i wish for the city of Ben or, or, or the last arc i i kind of wish they could have brought finch back because finch was so yeah. amazing yeah in the right. beginning and I just think it, it could have been a little shorter. Yeah. So someone someone's <laughs> flipping through their book I right know, now. Someone I hear someone opened that. I someone am. someone cracked that tape open and just that was me. flipping through that book. <laughs> no wiki I, needed, baby. <laughs> I had to look at it again. I'm like, um, I have to agree with Grumps. Uh, so you feel like it was stretched out a little? Well, so you know? it was supposed to be what 101, uh, 101 it issues. Have, yeah. It would have been way too much. But I feel like I don't know uh, something about this last issue. It felt a little rushed. Um, I feel like there there could have been more to this story than just um, than just a dad not wanting his son to be Batman. Yeah. Right. Um, especially wants to protect the son. Yeah, you want to protect your son. Like you got to you got to torture him. But then there's also like we had we had too many like these filler issues that. And it had amazing art, but it was like, you know, it was just like, oh, Catwoman and Batman, and Batman dancing and, you know, um, a lot of back and forth on what uh, what was going on. But 
yeah, of course, no one's ever going to be happy with an ending the same way no one's ever been happy with like what happened with the wedding. Uh, I just uh, Thomas Wayne, man, he went from like this really badass dude to like, oh, my son became Batman, so I'm gonna try to destroy my son's life, and I was like, that doesn't like, whoa, you must have been, you know, you uh, you're fucked up in the head to do that. Yeah, but I guess that that makes sense because everything that happened. But well, we 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 talked about Dunk. We talked about this like offline earlier, like this thing going on in the comics now with with, with the Waynes. Uh, I don't know. A lot of people are messing with the backstory, or you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to make like, like Thomas. I, I'm, I'm not a like I'm not this. a fan of that. You know. Yeah. I think. Uh, it's it keep it super basic, but uh, it seems to be happening in different books. Yeah, it's like a trend to make Thomas yeah. Wayne an asshole. Yeah, Thomas Wayne. He wasn't he wasn't being an asshole to be an asshole here. Like no. he he was being an asshole basically because he wanted his son to to not take up the life that he had taken up yeah. in his universe. And yeah. to, to just enjoy the life that he had. Yeah. Yeah. Until he learned. Noble. Until the end. Yeah. And and and, and, he, and he was willing to take from him anything that he needed to take from him, to to show him that that he could live a better life. But yeah. the whole killing and murdering goes against the principles of Batman. Yeah. Well, not yeah. of Thomas Wayne. Yeah, Thomas. Yeah, Wayne. Not Thomas, Thomas Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. But even like Tom, even towards end, like Tom, Tom, Thomas never made that vow that. Uh, yeah. That Bruce made. So you, oh, we yeah, we know that from Flashpoint. Where he just gave no fucks. He was just yeah, um, yeah. desert eagle to the face. <laughs> yeah, making Thomas Wayne an asshole never really made too much sense to me because Batman always, Bruce always wanted to try to take after his father and be a good man. <coughs> um, yeah. Like if you ever watch that Arkham Knight video game trailer when Batman hears Thomas Wayne's voice in his head as he's getting ready to suit up and go in the Batmobile like and it's like a letter to his son in case he had an untimely demise that pretty much sums it up about how Thomas Wayne was always a good man and that's why Bruce wanted to follow in his footsteps yeah. after they died so the whole trend with making Thomas Wayne kind of an asshole I think people lean towards that only because of how clever Flashpoint was so in an alternative universe an asshole Thomas Wayne people are digging that you know and I think yeah. maybe that's where it came from. <clears throat> but uh, I, I always see Thomas Wayne as actually a good man, a philanthropist fl- fl- yeah. uh, and a doctor, you know, just a sort of thing. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's been. And, a- uh, Go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say, as far as uh, what follows when uh, you know. Now we're continuing uh, past uh, Tom King's run. I've read the first two issues of James Tynan's run. Right. And uh, it's it's a very different direction. You see really the future of Gotham, uh, how the city is moving on, how Bruce Wayne is helping the city move on uh, after you know the devastation of everything happening with Bane. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a really uh, a fresh... Uh, direction that he's doing and right in the first issue he introduces a new sort of uh, vehicle at Batman's disposal and uh, he's promising to introduce uh, a lot of different uh, a lot of different uh, pieces to Batman's arsenal wasn't he doing like a more supernatural 
detective kind of feel? Uh, well, the the first arc that we're getting uh, isn't getting into that just yet. Uh, that's going to be a little bit later. Uh, the the first arc that we're getting here has to do with uh, Deathstroke and uh, some other assassins. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Mm. Yeah. It's cool. Uh, but to uh, the, the lineup of artists that we've got uh, coming up on his run is great, too. Tony Daniels uh, still in there uh, carrying over from the Tom King run. Still uh, we've got that, boy. <laughs> yeah, we've got uh, Guillem Mark uh, doing some issues. That, that's Teasy's boy. In the, in the later ones, um, Jorge Jimenez is coming in. That's our boy, Jorge Mezzichelli 2.0. No, that's Jorge Fornes. This is uh, Jorge oh, yeah. Jimenez from really? uh, Justice League. Oh, that yeah. guy's amazing as well. Yeah, Jorge, yeah. Yo, yeah. I'll, I'll take any, anyone. Jorge anyone, <laughs> anyone named Jorge can draw <laughs> the fuck out of my <laughs> yeah. I'm About to change my name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> so, so is it guaranteed that they they will end it, that series at a hundred, or do you think potentially it could stretch out a little bit more? Well, the the word we know that James is doing up to issue one hundred. That's going to be the end oh, of his run, and then right. the word is that uh, the right, they, series they is restarting at number off. one after uh, after James finishes. Yeah. Uh, right, and then they they're going to introduce a whole other Batman. So, well, we don't that that hasn't been officially confirmed. That's been rumored, but we haven't seen anything for sure there yet. Yeah. Uh, Another uh, interesting thing that I just uh, saw in the last few days uh, is I don't know how this uh, bodes for those rumors of the whole 5G thing that was talked about, focusing on younger versions of uh, heroes, yeah. but Flash and Wonder Woman uh, are going back to their legacy numbering. Yeah, 700. Something. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. So they'll uh, they'll join uh, Detective Comics and Action Comics and going that's, back to the old numbers. That's so weird. I don't like to do it. Now. I, I don't know. I don't care either. But it's just <laughs> it's weird. It's, it's gonna it's gonna be the road to a thousand. Yeah, that's you know. Yeah. Hey man, you know I understand these publishing companies. Man, they gotta sell books. I get it, man. They gotta keep yeah. the lights on. So whatever. I just. You know, you you read these books for so long, and you you really realize and understand how some of these business models work. Like we don't always agree with the stuff, but I don't think it's always as easy to sell print as we might think it is. So, you know, if, if it works, it works, whatever. But, uh, I just want good bat. I always said, I always said this. I just want good Batman comics. You know what I mean? Just give me good Batman comics. I'll be happy. So, uh, that's all we need. I, listen, I, I yeah. think the last two months has, has proved that, you know, there's been so much, yeah. In Batman, that I, I don't think it's gonna stop. So, has thankfully, um, my wallet's felt it. I know. <laughs> has anyone read Batman Universe or sticking with that one? Uh, I've got to get uh, get back to catching up on it. Now, these are uh, the comic store uh, releases of the books that originally came out as the Walmart exclusives. Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this this series started out really well, and then uh, like I said, I got to catch up on it. But this is a really good thing for people to jump on that haven't been reading, you know, anything else in the universe. So they don't, you don't have to know any of the continuity or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Just completely standalone. And uh, 
maybe the best the best work that uh, Bendis has done for DC, and Nick Darrington is ridiculously yeah. talented. Wow. Great. Yep. That's great. Great looking <clears throat> work. Um, so who has read uh, Doomsday Clock? The end of Doomsday Clock. Yes. I mean, I've read each issue, but yeah. you know, I finished it today. So what did you guys think of the way it wrapped up? Finally wrapped uh, up. <laughs> well, the, it, it's, there is so much to consider. Like, that last issue was so dense. Right, yeah. yeah. There's so much going on. Mm. And so open. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 it basically explored the existence of all of these different timelines uh, every universe. that are out there and how they were all centered around that world's version of Superman and, you know, where, basically where he landed, uh, resulting in how he grew up and, and the person he became. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It's going to make a nice trade. Yeah, I was thinking the same. (laughs) (laughs) They've already got, they've already got volume, uh, issues one through six and volume, volume one. Yeah. I just want, I want all 12 together. Yeah. You want the whole, uh, the whole barbecue. Have you read any of it? Yeah. Okay. Like a series like that, I I start and then I know, okay, I want to, I want to binge all this, so oh. I will actually just wait. Graham's, yeah. Graham says and, the and taste that, test that is, is that that is a good way to do it with this because one, because it took long. so long to come out, yeah. but also because Hi. there's so much happening in each issue, so you have to digest so much and yeah. and still have that fresh in your memory three months later when the next issue come, came out. Yeah, mm. it that's, sucks. That's it sucks because I have to wait so long. But that's just the only way I like to read these big, yeah. you know, macro series like that. Definitely. Yeah. It sucks. Who's the but, artist? Gary you know. Frank is the artist? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hopefully now that this is over, he could do Batman um, Earth 1. Earth 1, Volume 3, right? Yeah. Well, they, they've mm-hmm. been working on that at the same time. They, yeah, they've been working on that concurrently with this. Yeah. Yep. And three jokers, correct? Oh my uh, god! Yeah, <laughs> dude. Yo, can't wait for that. What the fuck? What that was supposed to come out what a year ago? <laughs> like, well, this it was yeah. it April or February that, now. That is, uh, we're we're getting a release date on it soon, and the reason that hasn't come out yet is because they're not going to have it be a thing like Doomsday Clock where it has delays or anything like that. Like I spoke to Jay about it a while back and he said this book is not having any delays. It's going to come out three issues, three months and uh, he wants it to be the book that he's remembered for. Yeah. Nice. Well, yeah, I mean uh, you know, that makes sense, you know, let him him flesh it out well and uh, so it'll be ready to go. Uh, Rather have that than Delay, yeah, or or something rushed, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, yeah, three Joker. That's something to look forward to. Is Batman three, the three Joker book? Jeff Johns, baby. So everyone's waiting for that. Mm. Yeah, that's gonna be good. Uh, any notable mentions from anyone in terms of books? That's a lot of fucking Batman books. Uh, <laughs> deceased. Deceased. <laughs> deceased. <laughs> Yo, I heard that. Yeah, de- deceased was a monster. Uh, just you know. Yeah. Short series, but tons happened. Yeah. And if if you didn't read it, I'll give like just a minor spoiler. 
uh, that, you know, just what happens right in the beginning of the story. So if when any other creator writes a story of what's essentially a zombie apocalypse happening in the DC universe, their story would basically be, okay, here's this thing happening and here's the story of how all the heroes fix it. The way that Tom Taylor writes that story is issue one, Batman gets bitten and infected by Dick and Tim, and by issue two, Alfred blows his fucking head off because he's turned. <laughs> Let's go, Alfred. And that's yeah. the kind of story that Tom Taylor writes. Yeah, that was that was great. Take him off the table immediately. He's not going to fix this. So nope. And basically, and I, I love story, that. If Batman gets taken off the board, everybody might be fucked. Yes. <laughs> so good. I love Such that. Such a good book. I love it when writers aren't scared to do that with major characters yeah Yeah. frank miller he was like i think i'm gonna kill electra (laughs) you know like (laughs) and and they were like you sure he's like yeah i'm gonna kill her and i was like yo take balls table and and, uh and this is the way that uh, tom taylor writes stuff so this is the same guy that wrote injustice where you know issue one joker tricks superman into accidentally like you know through hallucinations he, uh, against his own will, uh, murders pregnant Lois and by killing her sets off uh, a sensor that was attached to her heart, which sets off a bomb that blows up Metropolis. Metropolis. Yeah. What a and great then uh, Superman issue. rips his Oops. fist through Joker's chest. <laughs> yeah, the iconic <laughs> panel. Yeah. That was great. So, like, I have to read... Uh, what is it? Part two of that? Well, about yeah, the first five didn't, years. Didn't the omnibus just come yeah. out? Or, or yeah, the, the injustice two. No, one. Yeah. I think. Injustice. I think yeah. it's injustice. Oh, okay. They're gonna do more, but oh, it's very really popular. Good stuff. Great popular, yeah, popular series. Yeah, yeah the last one I have is uh, volume two. Yeah, I got some catching up to do. It's a lot of books. Gramps, you gonna get the deceased hardcover? I've already got it. Oh! <laughs> shit you put that revolver back in your holster boy damn (laughs) (laughs) i love that they made like didn't they make uh a batman cover and a joker cover of it yeah uh the joker cover was uh an exclusive for a local comic shop day yeah, that's sweet. Plus, they're coming Pretty out with cool. the action figures for deceased. It's like head yeah. swaps. Oh, stuff. yeah, it's uh, Dude, it's the Paul uh, Harding did those too. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the Paul Harding, Jason Fabek uh, figures, but uh, all uh, bloody and fucked up. Yeah, real fucked yeah. up. Yeah, good. <laughs> Get that link, boy, in bio. Believe. <laughs> 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 Strangely enough, I think that the, the Red Hood is, is the, the best one they've made. It seems to be pretty oh, popular. Damn, they converted uh, yeah, the Grumpler. Let them know. Get them, stuff. That reminds me, uh, the follow-up series to Deceased is coming up now with uh, uh, Red Hood and I think Deathstroke in there. Damn, wow. the boys. Uh, unkillables. Woo-hoo-hoo. Oh, wow. That was like, fun. Damn, that's cool. Uh, has um, shit. Some, has anyone watched it? Oh yeah, I know Robin's watched some of the animated Harley Quinn series. 
Uh, I saw the first episode. I I haven't got to any more of it yet. Yeah, it's like uh, I heard it was good. Cult of the Batman likes it. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he loves it. Oh my boys. <laughs> I need to watch that. I heard there's a lot of cursing in it. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. Definitely off the beaten path for sure. Yeah, listen, oh, after, yeah. After, after like watching like Rick and Morty, it's like it doesn't really matter anymore. <laughs> you can watch whatever the hell you want with cartoons. Rick and Morty is uh. It's really, I love it. It's really clever, that one. <laughs> multi, it's like a multiverse kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, shit, I'm looking forward to watch that. Mm. Anyway, uh, that, was it Mesco's making a KG Beast figure? Yeah. yeah. That looks kind of yeah, cool, so, man. Yeah, I dig really it. Cool. That's a cool figure, I have to admit. I like KG Beast. Batman's Rogues Gallery. Um, and shit, man. If, if I know there's probably more, but man, I think... Uh, that sums it up for books. I'm happy that we get a lot. We're getting a lot of Batman books, and I never complain about yeah. that. Um, hopefully, we'll get more. Hopefully, we'll get some new announcements and solicitations for this upcoming year about new books or a limited series or whatever for Batman, because uh, you know we love that shit. Um, fuck, there's even a, a Poison Ivy Harley book out. I don't know if it's yeah. like. I don't. Is that like um, a man, uh, Jimmy Palmiotti-ish kind of like style? Of storytelling, or is that I don't know. I know it's a mini series. I, I haven't finished it, but yeah. Uh, oh, can't and, really comment on anyone up to date on Detective? Actually, we we hit Detective. How's uh, that? yeah. I actually yeah. uh I wanted to talk about the next issue of Detective. Uh, did you guys read this yet in stack? No. Uh, so this one, it's, uh, it's still a Tomasi issue. Let me, uh, get it open here so I can check the artist's <laughs> name on it. <coughs> Where are you? I hope, I hope the, you continue uh, Detective, uh, 1018. Mm. So, uh, this is, uh, Tomasi. Uh, the artist's name is Scott Godlewski. But, uh, this is... Uh, departing from the recent uh, storylines, and it's a Christmas-themed oh. uh, story. <laughs> so uh, this feels like it's going to be one of those ones that uh, that people really enjoy. Speaking of Christmas theme, um... is, that, is, that, oh, is that the one? Uh, can I do a spoiler? Yeah, go ahead. Human trafficking. Uh no, this one's not that. Mm. Yeah, there was a really good recent issue of Detective, which is like a one one off that uh, had like a human trafficking storyline. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, those was... those one offs always have like some un- heavy underlying theme. I noticed. Yeah, they're, they're pretty really good, good relevant to the times. Remember that one with the the one off that Snyder did, where the guy was like. Um, uh, what was he like killing homeless people like that guy that was burying him they were calling him like the, the reaper the undertaker something like that it was like this this case Batman was working on it was a one off but it was like you know just one of those themes where it was like heavy and whatnot. yeah um, what was it? so th- this one uh, it's gruesome and uh, yeah there's just this sort of uh, I don't know I, I don't want to say too much but uh, this you know, guy is uh is in town butchering people up. Yeah. Mm. Shout out to Tomasi, man. I I really liked his detective run. Yeah. Yeah. He's he, a great writer. 
Everything Tomasi does, man, he's like, he, like Batman he's, he's and never Robin. failed us. His Batman and yeah. Robin run with Gleason was like just omnibus worthy shortly well, after he was, it wrapped up. He was the group editor before he went back to being a writer. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's been doing this for a long time. Oh, yeah. and, uh, he's really good. But someone talking about and the he's tech really he's and he's really cool when you meet him at a convention too so yeah. it's always great nice when you guy. meet these guys and they're just as cool as you think they are when i was passing yeah. by his table he was mid bite of like a sandwich or a bagel or something <laughs> and right when he did that i was like how is it good and he's like boom boom <laughs> i just had to do that yeah, yeah he's a super nice guy but honestly i guess i, I don't think i've met any creators that were not super cool guys mm, well i don't want to throw shade on anyone yeah. but there's re- <laughs> they, 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 there's a few there's not many that are dicks but the, the, you know there's 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 a I, I i have not had any bad experiences with anyone yeah that's because you're sexy I think uh, <laughs> maybe it helps. I think but, the ones yeah. I'm talking about are just awkward, not even assholes. Just some of them yeah. a little awkward. But other than well, that, you, you did pretty... get paused by Clay. <laughs> I didn't get paused by Clay, but uh, oh no, who was it? I thought I thought you got no. Paused. He he, he, got... he pauses yeah. people, and I would yeah. be I would gladly be paused by Clay, <laughs> but I never did. I never got the opportunity because he's never uh, at his I table. Thought, he's like <laughs> never at his table. Well, uh, he's he's uh, he's busy working on uh, Olivier Coppel's uh, covers. Yeah, I I would just like stand <laughs> mid stand in front of his table, and then not move. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, this reminded me of that. There was an old detect, maybe pre New Fifty Two. I think it was a Detective Comics um, standalone issue. I think Paul Dini did it, where Joker takes Dick Grayson on a joyride. During Christmas? Uh, oh, that was uh, that was uh, Tim Drake. Oh, Tim Drake uh, was it? De- yeah. yeah, it's like Detective uh, Eight Twenty Three or Eight Twenty Six or something. Yeah, that's so. Good. But uh, yeah, where he's got him, uh, he's in the Joker's in a stolen car and he's got Tim uh, <laughs> tied up at Christmas lights. Yeah, I remember. He <laughs> yeah. drives around, makes him watch while he murders people. Like he drives up to a a drive-through at a fast food place, mm. places an order, and then shoots the guy in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! So yeah, that that was uh, the story that uh, the John Carpenter uh, Joker issue reminded me of most because it was just this one-off, not bogged down in any continuity or storylines, just a solo issue of Joker being Joker. Yeah, some of the best stuff. Speaking of which, who is going to watch uh, Batman the Animated Series Christmas with the Joker episode this week? Anybody? I don't know. I uh, hadn't thought about it. Yeah, no. so good. Little tradition. Just like reading Batman Noel. All right, little tradition. Yes. Yeah. Joker's yeah. out on uh, on digital. Oh, Joaquin Phoenix yeah. Joker movie out on digital. Yeah. Who's yep. going to see the Birds of Prey movie? <clears throat> not me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm going to watch it. Dunk's going, man. Why not? <laughs> nah, I'll go like a watch it. I'll go Saturday morning matinee. Shout out to our our friend Lee Gill. That's uh, yeah. was Gary. He's also in the new Witcher, Witcher series on Netflix. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty cool. Three. Yeah, Shout so- out to Lee. Lee is super supportive. Liking the post, commenting on posts. Shout out but- to Lee and uh, shout out to Graham as well from yeah. Helian Sun Tailoring over in yeah. England. Check them out. You know our boys really. 
That's that's good people's right there. That was a good time. Uh, they're, they're learning how to dress. Yeah. Mm. Gr- Grants, we did this earlier. We asked everybody um, to recommend the Christmas movie. So what what's your what, what Christmas movie would you recommend? The Goonies. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's a Christmas movie because you watch these on Christmas. <laughs> well, you know he is—he's uh, losing his marbles. You know, you so. know, uh, well, that has a special feel—you um, know, special memory for me because when I was a kid, we went to my grandparents for Christmas, and um, it was the whole family. And a snowstorm came in and snowed us all in. We couldn't leave, you know, uh, my grandmother's house for like four days. What? So for four straight Ooh, nights. It's like cramping. Parents, I mean, it, yeah, and we were all just, you know, there was nowhere to go. Nothing you know, to do. bread and milk. So, Shit. so the kids were driving the parents crazy all day. And they'd give us money to walk down to the movie theater and watch Goonies. So for like four straight nights, we had to go watch the Goonies every night <laughs> just to get out of the house. I love it. So that yeah. sounds amazing. That's pretty funny. Can 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 so, we can we have uh, Gam Gam come on here and tell the proper version of this story where it's it's not <laughs> snow but it's a twister that came in? Yeah, yeah. Twister morning. Yeah. So that's always my favorite holiday movie. You know, not just because. It's the movie, but, you know, there's a little bit of sentimental value. It's the, you know, we always, uh, there's, I saw this saying that said, you know, um, take time to remember the, the little things in life because later on they'll be the big things. Yeah. And so that movie is a little thing that is now a big thing. That's pretty cool. Like, I nice. That. It's cool. Is that hard a Christmas movie or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, I looked up Christmas movies. It's on the list in Google. I think that's official. <laughs> okay. Google has spoken. <laughs> I'm a lot of debate about that. Of course it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. Grim- most, it's a most, Christmas most, movie as much as Batman Returns is a Christmas yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Most, exactly. most guys sure will say, yeah, it is. And most women are like, no, it's not. Because it's not, you know, whatever. Mm. Uh, so it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> that, to our listeners Merry Christmas Happy Hanukkah Happy Kwanzaa Happy New Happy Year Happy Holidays Happy Holidays <laughs> Merry Christmas and all that good stuff um, wishing you the, wishing you health and happiness in the new year new decade 20, we are going into 2020 holy shit do, do we feel old 20. yet or what <laughs> I, I wish everybody Batman toys, all the finest Batman toys. All the, <laughs> all the finest Mescos <laughs> your heart can desire. Whatever, yeah. You know, and or uh, customs, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, and can definitely keep it locked to Bad Force Radio as we go into 2020 with all new content, you know, announcements and uh, and new things we have developing. So and an assload of guests coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah assload of guests and uh, and all sorts of fun stuff that and, we're working on. And thank you all for listening and being a yes. part of this. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. For the support. Thank you all for the support. We hope you have a really good holiday with your families or whoever it is you celebrate from. So. Feel awesome. free to invite us over for festivities. <laughs> and and if you're following, if you're following the Bat Force, uh, also you know a, a couple of the other guys that are on with us here tonight. Uh, Everything Batman. And uh, Jesus. Uh, Jesus, follow them uh, Jesus up on Instagram. Jesus, believe us. 
You see? Oh my Jesus. Don't forget, rate and review Bad Force Radio, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify. Uh, we got new things coming up for 2020, so stick around. Then to what has it go? The bell is good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe maybe, maybe uh, on this show it should be and to all a dark night. Oh, hey Gotham dwellers, make sure to stop everything right now and subscribe to Bat Force Radio. We can be found on iTunes and SoundCloud. Don't miss out. Guaranteed to satisfy all of your Batman and DC needs.